Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. This is Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group and director of the New Heights Show on Education, which is what you're listening to and owner of it as well. So um, we're doing an episode on education in the news. We wish everyone a happy new year. I hope you had a wonderful holiday. Back into it. The um, first story I'm going to start with you is from TND News Alerts from the foundationcenter.org. And um, it's on the Blank Family Foundation awards $12.25 million from, for study, stuttering to research. The grant will launch an Atlanta location of the Arthur M. Blake Center for Stuttering Education and Research, which was established at the University of Texas at Austin Moody College of Communication in 2020 with a 10-year, $20 million grant from them. Also in the news, in the University of Texas at San Antonio, um, they received a $20 million gift from the Bill and Margie Cleesey to help expand student scholarships, create endowments for faculty recruitment and retention, and support efforts aimed at boosting student success, including, including tutoring, hands-on learning opportunities, leadership programs, professional development, development and so forth. Uh, news from that one. Sorry, I got to keep switching back and forth between. As usual, you guys know me by now. Miss any um, stories? Okay, and then uh, another PND. Um, this is from the Foundation Center again. We're going to get over a cold. Okay. Um, the Ford Foundation awarded $20.29 million for independent documentary films. Just Films is an initiative of the Foundation's Creativity Free Expression Program, awarded new and renewal grants in support of 122 filmmakers and organizations in the United States. And in... Um, Global South, including more than five billion support of 71 projects. 49 of them 
new grantees. The 73% of grant dollars going to filmmakers identifying as black or people of color. So if you're interested in that, there's a deadline. I don't see any deadlines on this. So you can always look up the Ford Foundation. Just Films is one word, Just Films. And then uh, if you're interested in Having access to that. Oklahoma State received $50 million to establish Energy Institute. They get the $25 million from Harold Hand Foundation and $25 million from Continental Resources. The energy company Hand Founded will provide additional funding for Hand Institute for American Energy. Governor of this from ASCD Smart Brief. The CDC supports test to stay policies for schools. The CDC on Friday said schools test to stay policies are on par with quarantining. Move comes after research from Los Angeles and Lake County. Illinois near Chicago found that coronavirus infections did not rise when schools allowed students to remain in the classroom if they tested negative for the virus. Also in the same briefing, the teachers teachers are education's most critical asset. The KBM Learning Group is launching the Honest Conversations campaign highlight the value and professional respect that teachers deserve. This video showcases the challenges and opportunities that our teachers have faced over the past year. School librarian learns to give herself space. Kimberly Ruth, a school librarian in Lee's Summit, Missouri, says she made an intentional shift to try to give herself a little space in the day. In his commentary, Bruce writes that her calendar is still full and her to-do list is long, but she tries to set aside breathing room. And there's a full story on this. Not sure why. Um, it's on edsearch.com. It's titled Educators Next Year. Let's give ourselves a little more space by Kimberly Ruth, R-U-E-S. Be better things they could report, right? Um, there's uh, under technology and classrooms. So, how one district kept students on track during pandemic. The Lindsay Unified District in California was able to keep students mostly on track during the shift to remote learning during the coronavirus pandemic. The district's success is being tied to performance, competency-based approach. Education. The Wall Street Journal reports that the student behavioral issues are on the rise. Um, they all in the Washington Post reports schools add more half days to tackle teacher burnout. And um, 
USDA announces a $1.5 billion to support school meals. State and school districts will receive $1.5 billion in federal funds to help support meal programs and guidelines on how to spend money. How to spend the money will be released as early, early as January. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said Friday the School Nutrition Association is extremely grateful for USDA's ongoing support and regulatory waivers for school nutrition professionals as they confront supply chain challenges, said Lori Atkins, president-elect of SNA. In a statement, these new funds help school meal programs manage higher costs while allowing students to continue enjoying nutritious American-grown foods in school meals. So Pfizer uh, is to test third dose of COVID-19 vaccine in kids under five years of age. I think everybody knows what I think about this, um, but it says Pfizer BioNTech announced that they will test a third dose of their COVID-19 vaccine in children five and younger as the companies found that two doses did not trigger an immune response in some children compared to immune response found in babies under the age of two. Okay. That should be concerning to you. The decision is to evaluate a third dose of micrograms for children six months to under five years of age reflects the company's commitment to carefully selecting the right dose to maximize the risk benefit, said Pfizer in a statement. CNN also reported this. Look it up. I think they reported on 1214. For the state board, state and local board of education and, and local news here in Ohio, board boardman program helps create pathways to technology careers. And the Youngstown Vindicator reported Boardman High School has introduced Youngstown State University assured digital microelectronics education and training ecosystem, known as ADNET, it's like ad, A-D-N-E-T-E, -E. after school program for its students and it's happening this year. The program seeks to develop a pipeline of trained engineering professionals to require skills and assured and trusted microelectronics solutions. The program's outreach coordinator, Shantae Burton, said the pilot program started out of a need for microchips for the U.S. Department of Defense. And then in another story um, reported from Newark advocate, Mulaney Tech delivers strong career technical education in the community, and it shows. They report recently, C-Tech hosted a visitor from California, a writer and podcaster to a national audience who had never seen Ohio's delivery of career technical education and wanted to do so. Questions, comments as he toured our secondary post-secondary centers reminded me just how important CTEC is, is to our students and local economy. And while it seems so much of the news is dominated 
by the negative indicators in the economy and the difficulties our employers are having in meeting their workforce needs, that business and his impression of the importance of CTE reassured me that we are on the right path. Marion Star reports that local students win an $18,000 worth of scholarships at a math challenge. After the pencils were put down and the calculators were put away, the local high school students were awarded $18,000 in scholarships from Marion Technical College and the Ohio State University at Marion. A total of 113 students from six area schools, Elgin, Hardin, Hardy, excuse me, North Union, Pleasant, Ridgedale, and River Valley came to the Marion campus to test their math prowess in the annual OSU MCC Marion Math Challenge. And the Willoughby News Herald reported that Math City Money Competition yields 12,000 in scholarships. Mentor High School students' recent efforts participating in a new educational contest ended up going above and beyond anticipated conclusions at the Mentor Paradigm Building. Originally set up to award 5,000 scholarship money through Mad City Money Competition, a collaborative community endeavor with Cardinal Credit Union and the school, the prize was eventually increased to 12,000 due to a four-way tie between 12 students. Amazing is that, right? Okay, um, also Cleveland.com reports that Homeschooled Falls High School Student Council completes another successful food drive. Homestead Falls High School's annual student council food drive exceeded expectations this holiday season, selecting more than 5,330 cans that will help the underprivileged in the community. Each year, our student council sponsors a food drive around the holidays at Homestead Falls High School health elective teacher, Bridget Radigan, who is not only the student council advisor, but also the girls' varsity volleyball coach. How great is that? Okay, this next bit of information uh, that I'm going to share after our next commercial break here in a moment um, is from ASCD K-12 Leadership Smart Breeze. And we will be right back. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store at new-heights-educational-group.myshopify.com. Welcome back. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and I'm sharing news, um, educational news, and uh, let's get right back into it. Reports offer ideas for transforming school vision. Embracing community partnerships and foregoing age-based progression 
and reactive leading in favor of self-paced methods and whole child focus are among the ideas offered by Daniel Dominic, director of AASA, school superintendents association, and Jeff Wetzler, co-founder of the nonprofit Transcend Education. In this opinion, they point to detailed suggestions on adopting a bold vision of redesigning schools with two recent reports by AASA and Transcend Education. You can read the full story about this um, at the WW, oh, wait a minute, sorry, it switched when I was over there, k12dive.com, and just look up the issues of school redesign, if not now, when? Got out. Students learn about career pathways in education. Middle school students in Virginia recently participated in career fair event in which they learned about potential jobs with the school building. That included learning what it takes to lead a school while serving as principal for the day. The whole story can be found at the Virginia Gazette, Williamsburg, dated December 16th. This next report is from Smart Brief on EdTech, and it's under top news. How one district kept students on track during pandemic. The Lindsay Unified District, California, was able to keep. Okay, we had we had actually shared that a little while ago. This one, they did a full story on it as well on the Heckinger report. That's H E C H I N G E R. Crazy. Yeah, a lot of repeated stuff I have to sort through. Okay, um, on e-learning, or under e-learning on this briefing, it says how teachers can use Pinterest like a search engine. The concept of using Pinterest as a teaching resource is not novel, but teachers should revisit the social platform if they have not used it recently. According to Monica Burns, an educational consultant. In this article, Burns says teachers can make the most of Pinterest by thinking of it more as a search engine. This full story can be found on Edutopia, E-D-U-T-O-P-I-A, and it was um, written on 12-17. CDC reports that they support test to stay policies for schools. The CDC on Friday said schools test to stay policies are on par with quarantining. The move comes after research from Los Angeles and Lake County, Illinois, near Chicago, found the coronavirus infections did not rise when schools allowed students to remain in the classroom if they tested negative for the virus. I heard a little bit about this before, but others have picked it up. Since then, it has like uh, the Washington Post, which is one I think I ever reported it on or in this, this episode. The Associated Press and Education Week also covered this story. 
find it on any of those. Cyberbullying trends emerges on Instagram. Some middle school students are creating anonymous Instagram accounts used to share gossip about their classmates. Players form of cyberbullying and some parents asking schools to take a more active role in shutting down the account and is raising questions over who is responsible for student actions online. It was uh, covered by the Wall Street Journal. And to me, this is crazy. I mean, parents are responsible for what their children are doing online, in my opinion. But if they're accessing in the schools, then the schools would be responsible as well. But parents really need to be monitoring their children. We're living in dangerous, unstable times, and parents need to be more active and proactive and advocating for their children. Don't get themselves in trouble. And not just in this way, but in other ways as well. Safety is a real issue, especially with the human trafficking. So, you know, don't be bashful about protecting your children. Very important. Okay, so um, this is from the Christian Science Monitor, and the New York Times reported the story on tech was used to warn the communities about tornado outbreaks. Forecasters and warning systems let residents of the states affected by recent tornadoes know about what was to come. 20 years ago, we thought that the public was pretty ignorant about weather risk. And what we have learned in the past five years is that they know way more than we expected. Said Stephen Stratter, a hazard ge geographer at Zalanova University. Still, even with warnings, people don't necessarily know how to respond, Stratter noted. Next one is from Ohio Ed Update Connection. Um, now, I, I will say throughout this month, we're January, January 1st to the 31st, people can nominate teachers for torch honors uh, if they are in Ohio. So you go on the Ohio Department of Education website and just type in torch. Um, but they are accepting nominations. So if you know a teacher that deserves it and they are teachers in Ohio and they live in Ohio, they want to check that out. Now, um, the special education profiles are being released. 2021-2022 special education profiles are being released in two phases. Phase one is available now, and you can find that. Just go to education.ohio.gov and then um, type in special education profiles. And you will, you'll be able to get their, their report, okay, if you're interested. I'm also reporting in this is the federal quota registration of blind students due February 18th. December 14th, the Assistive Technology and Accessible Education Materials Center at Akali 
on behalf of the department securely, excuse me, emailed the annual federal quota registration of blind students to all Ohio districts. You can find this, this information at education.ohio.com or .com, excuse me, and type in federal quota. Coming up, Ohio Children's Trust Fund Award Art Contest Bring Awareness to Child Abuse Prevention. April is National Child Abuse Prevention Month. As part of its annual prevention and awareness campaign, the Ohio Children's Trust Fund established Everyday Ohio Heroes Award and Youth Art Contest. Find it, you can go to education.ohio.com and type in Ohio Children's Trust Fund Award. Coming up in um, IPCA invites families to learn more about Ohio School Report Cards. Join the Ohio PCA and Department for the next Parent Academy on January 19th at 7 p.m. The Parent Academy will feature a presentation from the Department about Ohio State Report Cards and reforms, the reforms coming in 2021-2022 report cards. Yeah, their link, again, their link isn't working, this meeting that they're offering. All right, so if you go to education.ohio.gov, you type in Ohio PTA invite, just do that, and it should bring it up for you to view it. Okay, it's from the foundationcenter.org again. Higher education inflation rose to 2.7% in 2021. The 2021 Common Fund Higher Education Price Index found that while cost rose in all eight cost components, the rate of increase slowed in three, faculty salaries, clerical costs, and miscellaneous services. Uh, also, more than half of small charities struggling in five counties. That should be no surprise for anyone. <laughs> um, Juilliard School receives $50 million for music advancement program. If will support the school's music advancement program, which actively recruits intermediate and advanced classical musical students from backgrounds and 
from backgrounds unrepresented in classical music. So if you want to learn about that, let's see. That is on um, the news digest.org. So it's P H I L A N T H R O P Y news digest.org. And you can look into applying for that program. Also, reach out to me at any time. Um, that as well. We're just doing that. Okay. Okay, so I need to take another commercial break, I believe. Hold on a second. Yes, we are. Um, I will be right back again. Podcasting brought to you by Silicon Valley High School. World's fastest growing video based, self paced, Courses fully accredited online schools recommended by more than 96%. Individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at sbhs.co. Hello, welcome back to the New Act Children of Education. This is Pam with Mark. And we're going to get right back in. News happening across our country and the world. So um, this is another report from Ohio at Updates. This is news clips. State and local education news. When free when when free college scholarships aren't enough, confronting generations of poverty, Cleveland schools partner with businesses to connect thousands of students with good jobs. 74 million report, even as cheers still echo from the scholarship celebration, District CEO Eric Gordon was rallying businesses and nonprofit groups in his bid to directly attack the generational poverty and unemployment plaguing Cleveland. Program to connect thousands of high school students to real jobs with living wages and a shot at a satisfying life working mostly on Zoom during the pandemic, a team of more than 115 Cleveland leaders built planning and career exploitation or PACE here to career design to create clear paths to middle-class jobs for all students through internships, apprenticeships, job shadowing, and visits to businesses. And then, this is reported from Ohio Spectrum News 1. A decade later, Cleveland Metropolitan School District reflects on growth and plans for the future. Today, when Gordon looks at the progress made, he confidently shares that Cleveland, the Cleveland plan that was implemented to deliver on accountability, pre-K to college reforms and increases in high-performing schools, to name a few. As a result, Gordon said, they are now one of Ohio's fastest improving school districts, even as they've increased pre-K access by 72%, moved into top 15% in the state, 
for improving K-3 literacy, the top four for improving math and reading scores, the boosted graduation rate. Also reporting um, the Marietta Times at the Warren Local School District Board of Education meeting on Monday, Lori Ludwig, Director of Curriculum, discussed building priorities. Assuming the Ohio State report card, the assessment team conducted an in-depth analysis of the 2020-2021 school year, said Ludwig. She said the district performed well and the state found significant evidence that the students made more progress than expected compared to all the schools in the state of Ohio when analyzing growth data. Yeah, Marietta Times reported this. ASCD Smart Brief um, reports that um, sharp uptick in the coronavirus cases in recent weeks is presenting challenges for schools, which are working to procure enough tests, adjust calendars, and in some cases, close classrooms. Nationwide this week, there are about 600 schools or districts that have been closed to in-person learning, according to Burbio. New York Times uh, reported on this uh, on December 21st. I'm going to look that story up. The Texas superintendent is part of a substitute teaching school. George Ann Warnock, superintendent of schools in Harrow, Texas, is documenting her experience as part of the district's substitute teacher pool in a TikTok account. And this is in quotation, the subbing superintendent. So look it up on there. In this interview, Warnock shares why she signed up as a substitute to help fill staff shortages of what the experience has taught her. Reported by Education Week on December 20th. Also, um, ideas on enhancing curriculum with robotics. Teachers can incorporate robotics into many areas of curriculum, says George A. Evan Zula, author of Rev Up Robotics. Lena, I'm sorry, Alan Zula <laughs> offers four steps for getting students familiar with the technology and provides ideas for using robotics in areas such as English, language arts, and social studies. Edutopia reported this whole story. Michigan District adopts cognitive behavioral therapy. The District of Michigan adopted a cognitive behavioral therapy program, which is part of the curriculum. As part of the approach, students across all grade levels learn about connections between feelings and behaviors, and students who experience anxiety, depression, or trauma receive specialized support. You can look up the story of the associated.
And we have um, reports from Metal Lab Smart Brief. And um, it says teacher improves students' understanding by reading aloud. Middle school students can learn empathy, build vocabulary, and improve their understanding of the text through read aloud, writes Carly Van Der Wen, a seventh grade language arts teacher. These exercises also promote creativity and discussion can be used in other areas. Full story can be found that I just hope. My opinion for that is, yeah, it may help some students, but not all students, because there's some people, some students that can only understand what they read when they're reading to themselves in silence um, or when someone else is speaking. So, um, it just depends on the student. Every student okay, that what's good for one student is going to be good for all students. Okay, AFCD K-12 Leadership Smart Brief Report. Um, There's an infographic though. But making hybrid learning accessible, equitable, and successful. COVID-19 pandemic has forced K-12 schools across the U.S. to reimagine their spaces to include more permanent online education options. Any changes that start as an emergency shift online learning quickly show the potential for long-term opportunities. So there's this infographic that covers U.S. K-12 schools when they make the switch to hybrid learning in equity um, qualities for and internet access that affect hybrid learning and then Verizon is committed to helping schools solve challenges that affect hybrid learning. You want this um, infographic? Just need to go on www the number two not written out the number dot smartbrief.com and look up making hybrid learning accessible. And then you can download your document. Um, smart brief on EdTech. Reports that cybersecurity education gains traction in schools. Some schools nationwide are adopting cybersecurity courses to help districts fend off ransomware and other cyber attacks and also to help students prepare for future careers. Data from code.org finds that 4.7 of high school students nationwide are taking a foundational computer science course under which cybersecurity courses fall. Full story can be found on the Christian Science site. There's also um, an article written by Smart Brief Education, when and how to implement online tutoring programs. 
online tutoring works best when it's enhancing rather than replacing. In-person tutoring experts and school leaders say in this smart brief interview that schools should look for tutoring companies with great response times, trained tutors who can connect well with students and those who coordinate with teachers and status, they say. My opinion on this is almost everybody that I know or that everybody that we meet pretty much needs tutoring because of the poor curriculum that the public school rolls out. People that come to us are usually, compared to homeschool curriculum, they're usually about two years behind what a homeschooler is. And everybody needs fill-in-the-gap tutoring because you have no idea where the gaps have occurred. And if children are daydreaming and they don't get the fill, the, the um, better type education where everybody's learning everything at the same time, then it's going to be an issue um, later. They're, they're going to have missing information and then they're going to, their grades are going to start to fail because they're missing a gap. And it's not only the student's fault, it's the curriculum's fault as well, but um, and the government's hand in it as well. So. And some of the things they teach are just boring or confusing or frustrating or whatever. So um, I don't necessarily agree with that report, but in my opinion, that's worth. Let's dish out millions more for broadband projects. The Federal Communications Commission doled out $603 million again, $603 million. There's a $7.2 billion emergency connectivity fund program that helps schools and libraries link to broadband with the grants extending to 1.4 million students in 50 states. Funding for the broadband project is also coming in from the USDA. It's awarded $119 million in grants alone to small telecoms in 19 states. Also, in Indiana College, the Ivy Tech Community College in, um, in Indiana has launched a new program to train students for careers in Industry 4.0. Students enrolled in the Smart Manufacturing and Digital Integration Program learn to integrate digital technology and manufacturing and increasingly in the manned skill set. The full story can be found on the Tribune Star in Terre Haute, Indiana. Coloring books encourages young women to pursue STEM. Coding instructor Mia Asmota has developed a coloring book to encourage young black women to pursue coding careers. Coloring book honors some unsung heroes such as NASA, NASA, excuse me, mathematician Katherine Johnson. Full story can be found at Black Enterprise. Do you believe that we need a commercial break?
This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Hello, welcome back. This is Pamela Clark, your host of today's show. And um, we're covering different educational news stories. Right back into it. Um, this one is regarding John Hopkins. They received $50 million dollar gift for physics and astronomy. The gift from investor William H. Miller III will fund three endowed professorships 10 postdoctoral fellowships, 10 graduate research fellowships, a cohort of senior and junior level faculty lines and research infrastructure. And then the UM Health receives $30 million gift for Prostate Cancer Center. And um, they will establish a Ronald Weiser Center for Prostate Cancer, which will work to improve healthcare experience for patients with prostate cancer and their families. Oregon Stanley launches a $20 million education career initiative. Equity and Education Career Consortium aims to advance equity and education and career outcomes for young adults from unrepresented groups. Look that one up as well if you're interested. On EdTech reports, um, that story would be schools open learning hubs to support students. We did that one too. Boy, they were feeding a lot. All right, let's switch again. Let's uh, do Ohio Ed update. State and local news for Ohio local school. Schools Township received funding through ODNR program. The Pike County News Watchmen, 16 rural Ohio school districts, their corresponding counties and townships share 1,579,000. From the harvest of timber for from Ohio's state forest <coughs> to trees to textbooks program, which operates as part of Ohio Department of Natural Resources, the ODNR, Division of Forestry. Among the recipients were the Waverly City Schools, Western Local School District, Pike County, and three of its townships. Benton, Mifflin, Mifflin, Susie, and Perry. And then musicians from two area high schools, part of same New York's New Year's Day Parade. Um, Dayton Daily News, a student musician and high school band director are set to take part in the annual Pasadena Tournament of Roses Parade. Center High School senior Carter Valone and Arcan Arcanium 
Butler Local School District Band Director Heather Marsh Myers are set to be in the New Year's Day 133rd annual event. For decades, the parade has preceded the Rose Bowl football game, but this year features Ohio State playing Utah. Also, Success Coast at Dalton Local helps students with anything and everything. Wooster Daily Record. Since Zach McFerrin was hired at the school of the start of the school year as the success, success coach of the Dalton local schools, he's been helping students with virtually anything and everything. The position, formerly known as Dean of Students, got a name change to better reflect the responsibilities of the job. Evansville Fox 9 reports that Leonard resigned as Buckeye Local Superintendent. Kim Leonard resigned as Buckeye Local Schools Local Superintendent at Tuesday's board meeting, Board of Education meeting. A joint statement from Leonard and the board stated, Kim Leonard is submitting her resignation as superintendent effective today. She will assist the board in the transition to a new interim superintendent. The board would like to thank Kim for her service to the district and wishes her best in her future. Polaris Career Center prepares students for in-demand jobs many adult programs have wait lists. Our Spectrum News 1 reports that at Polaris Career Center and Middleburg Heights High School and adult students are getting hands-on training to prepare them for in-demand jobs. As the trades grow, and need and popularity, the school said enrollment was up 37% this year, and employees are calling frequent seeking graduates to hire. More than 4,000 students attend Polaris each year. Every student must have a high school diploma or equivalent. That was long. So I think that's a little bit more. Um, we have ASDD K-12 Leadership Smart Brief. The program offers affordable learning differences tasks. Investment banker Diana Helford is the founder of Parallel Learning which features an online program to evaluate and diagnose learning and attention differences and their causes and provide families with clinical reviewed reports within one week at a lower cost than the typical assessment. The program also assists families in getting connected to educational therapists, executive function coaches with school districts to meet IEP deadlines. I will say, I'm sure that whatever she's offering is a lot more um, expensive than what we're offering. You may want to go to school.newhypeeducation.org and look up our assessment uh, under tracking student growth. Um, use two assessors, reading success labs, and touch type, read and spell. And I know they're both under $35, $50, depending on what level you, know, you want to have your child assessed. So you may want to check their out, them out. They're absolutely wonderful, and they provide the same thing. Very inexpensive, and you can do it from your own home. So 
Um, guide to help districts share special education access. New guide created by the New Orleans Public School in the Center of Learner Equity, aiming is aimed at helping families of children with disabilities more easily find and apply for programs they need within the school system. Guide explained the district's referral process for 10 charter operated programs for students with cognitive and intellectual disabilities and those in need of ther therapeutic behavioral support and is designed to improve special education and support district-wide. The full story was supported by WWNO-FM in New Orleans. And also, a coalition aims to aid one million teachers of color. The one million teacher of color campaign has set a goal to add one million teachers and 30,000 education leaders of color to the industry by 2030. Data shows that the increase in school leaders and teachers of color has been outpaced by enrollment of students of color. This is reported by Education Week. Alrighty, um, I've been to a few moments early today because I have another appointment, but I thank you for joining me today and I hope you're you have a happy January and I'll see you next week for another episode. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page radio.newheightseducation.org for monthly announcements and other happenings.